Ever wondered what motivates people to get plastic surgery? Did they regret it? What can we learn from the stories of plastic surgery patients? We're here today to explore those questions and get some of the answers today with my guest, Jennifer Hutchinson on the Plastic Surgeon Podcast. Hello, my friends, and welcome back. And thanks to all of our listeners for the amazing feedback. We have had so much fun, and we look forward to more of your insights and suggestions. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to help us get you more amazing content. On the Plastic Surgeon Podcast, we listen to real plastic surgery stories of triumph and pain from real patients and providers to further understand why would they risk their life under the knife. I'm Dr. Javad Sajjan, and today my guest is the wonderful, amazing, fantastic VIP Jennifer Hutchinson. We're here today to talk about your journey, how we came to know each other, and the procedure that you underwent, Jennifer. How's your day been today? It's been great. So as we start, I want to tell the, our listeners what you had done. Tell us, please. I got these beautiful new boobs. So Jennifer had breast augmentation done, with, and you had gummy bear implants, right? Yeah. Awesome. And she's actually part of our VIP program, so we'll chat a little bit about that, too, and just have you share with people what you thought about that. Okay. So Jennifer, where are you from? Uh, originally, I am from Northern California. Where, where in Northern California? In Napa. Is that where you were born and raised? Um, for the most part. I mean, I went to school and everything in Napa, yeah. And what did your parents do? Uh, my mom's a realtor and my dad is in the tech world. Oh, that's cool. Um, and when did you move to Seattle area? 2014. What made you want to move or what led to it? My husband's from here. How did you How did you meet your husband? Wine tasting in the Napa Valley, like every true love story begins. How long? And that was in 2014, you said? A year too earlier than that, yeah. Um, and were you with friends? Did he invite you out? How did that happen? No, I was working and he came in with a, another couple and he swears by love at first sight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, I took a little longer. Yeah? Yeah. So what did he have to do to get your attention? Uh, it was one of those, I'm a big believer in a vibe. It was a vibe. It was a, a chemistry. Yeah. The day that I met him as a, a human, knew he existed on this planet, two years to the day we got married. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and how did he ask you out? Uh he didn't. He didn't ask me out. So how did it happen? <laughs> his uh, the girl he was with uh, it was another couple. The, uh-huh. She slipped me his phone number, which happened a lot in the valley. Okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'd never responded to anyone before, but for some reason I I texted him. That's and, cool. And I was like, Hey, how long am I supposed to wait to hear from you? That's cute. And he's like, oh, we're at this, we're doing a wine tasting at a wine bar downtown. I'm like, great, I'll be there in half an hour. And that's how it started. Yeah. And then the next morning he asked me to coffee. He's a pilot. Mm-hmm. And he was in uniform. Mm-hmm. And that you, was it. You liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it well, was all right. Is he like a private pilot or does he work for a big, big uh, airline? A big airline. Uh, so he's a big airline pilot, and you all were living in California. Mm-hmm. And was he living there, or was he from Washington State? He lives up here, and he moved down there with me for a little bit, 
And then a year later, we moved all the way up here. Okay. With my two kids. And then we had a baby. And when you moved, you were working at the winery there, when you came here, what did you, what did you do? Uh, I was working for a real estate company and ultimately decided when I moved that I was going to do it myself, go solo. Yeah. So you, mm-hmm. you were an agent? Uh, I wasn't licensed in California. No, I just worked for a real estate team and a firm and okay. did some back-end paperwork, number crunching. And you did that part-time while you were working at the winery? Mm-hmm. And then when you came here, you wanted to go all in? Yeah. And you had pregnancy, pregnancies, right? Yeah. And you noticed changes, with, did you notice some changes with your body with that? Oh, uh, yeah. What changed, Jennifer? Uh, Well, let's see. I never had boobs. Played sports, which was an advantage at that point to not have boobs. And then I had kids and nursed three of them. Wow. I don't know if you've been around a lot of nursing women, but some of your children tend to favor a boob. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, all three of mine favored the same boob. Did you try moving them over? No, I hadn't thought of that. Of course I thought of that. <laughs> tried everything. Like, oh, no. What a brilliant idea. Where were you? Like, of course I tried that. God, obviously. So um, they just wouldn't. I think at some point I even tried like hot sauce. Like, surely they don't <laughs> like this one. It's like that nail polish to put on kids' fingers, right? It makes them sick. <laughs> Nothing worked. Um, do you bre- and how long did they breastfeed those three kids? Far too long. Oh, you're a good Every mom. single one of them. Breastfeeding, you know how good it is for your children. There's no substitute. I mean, sometimes right. people can. That's okay. Yes. But there's nothing better you can do during that phase if you're able to do that. Yes. Um, what what changes did you notice in your, in your body during pregnancy and, and then after that? Okay, so at this point, we're going to talk about each boob independently because they were different. Let's do that. Yeah, great. So I have the one that everyone liked. That one was great. Even after nursing. Coming in clutch. Mm-hmm. Looked great in a bikini. You name it. Mm-hmm. The reject boob. Okay. That's not mean. so much. You're being mean to your to your breast right now. Well, That's... I can say that now because it's in the past. Okay. Now I love them both equally. Okay. <laughs> the reject boob. I mean, I couldn't wear low-cut tops or pick out certain bikinis. You had to, like, prop this one up, you know? Mm. You know? So how did you balance the uh, bikinis to make it to make them look um, level? How did they look off? Was one falling out, or t- tell me, to, tell us the difference? No, it's it's like I had the one great boob that they were both ever solid B's. Mm-hmm. Like one was almost an A, and the other one was like almost a C. It was a pretty significant difference. They're they were different boobs. Okay, literally, and that's what I hated about them. Mm. I wouldn't have minded it so much if if they matched. Like if they were both small or they both looked good in a push-up. But it was if I put a push-up bra on, like Victoria's Secret has mm-hmm. this add two cup push-up bra. Mm-hmm. That bra is magic. I think they even call it the bombshell. Uh-huh. That is legit for the bad boob. Yeah. But the good boob... I mean, I'm getting areola busting out the top. Like, nobody mm. wants that. You know, date night, you just start. Okay, maybe some people are into that. But, yeah. You know. Most people wouldn't, wouldn't like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, the public. 
maybe right. your husband might be okay with it. <sighs> yeah, that uh, that was the problem. The inconsistency between the two was sure, the problem. Sure. And did you notice any changes anywhere else? Abdomen. Y- y- I feel like I'm. I'm supposed to say yes. No, no, no. Be absolutely. Honest. No, no. no um, I don't want. I want you to be the, to say the truth. If you no, say, not no. everyone does. Uh, uh, this is not about sales. This is about your story. Okay. No, I no. I got the rest is fine. Okay. I it, mean, my butt started dropping a little bit, and I'm like, "What the hell are you doing? Get uh-huh. higher! Like you're supposed to be up here. Where are you going?" But that's it. And I think that that's true. And I think for many women like yourself who have high quality skin that take care of themselves, good genetics, they don't have a lot of changes, and that's awesome. And in that situation, surgery works well because you can really target what you may or may not want to do. Other women will have significant changes, in their, especially in their abdomen with three pregnancies. Out of all the patients I've seen, you were probably in the top 5% for the quality of your skin. What? Yes, as far as you know, low stretch marks, uh, good Do I tone. have like a plaque or something? You That's, should. wow. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel so special. Well, it's true. You have, you have great Thank genes you. And, and you have good physique and you take good care of yourself. And that's why you find yourself in a position where you can pick what you want to do and when. For some people, it's a more limited option. And we'll talk about that when we get into it. So you notice these changes in, in your body. And what did you think about them? How much did it bother you? I'd say different phases and seasons. Seasons, obviously. Sweater season, I don't care. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Whatever. Bikini season, I hated it. It sucked. And when did you decide that you wanted to change something about them? Uh, after pregnancy number one. Why didn't you do, what made you want to wait till you had a couple more? I, finances, number mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And then I knew I wanted more kids. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to spend the time and the money to do it until I was ready to kind of be selfish Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. the recovery, the finances, all of it, all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Why did you feel it was selfish? Mostly because of the recovery. Mm. I didn't want to take the time away from real life. I'm also a super independent person. Mm -hmm. I don't like to ask for help with anything. And so having that sort of downtime where it is in my best interest to recover and not do things, I wasn't ready to prioritize. Would you say you're the kind of person who wants to be in control? Uh, Without a doubt. Mm -hmm. 100%? Mm -hmm. Yes. So were you, you think you were scared that you wouldn't have control during your recovery? Uh, Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, so much so that when we ultimately did have the surgery, my husband and I stayed at the hotel, Mm -hmm. local. Mm -hmm. I didn't want the distractions of our real life and home to play a part in that. Mm -hmm. I needed to compartmentalize. Makes sense. And then after your pregnancies, you came to a point in life where you felt more comfortable doing something, correct? Yes. And what was different at that point? I wasn't needed as much. 
My youngest is in first grade now. And when she went to kindergarten, it was a whole new world. Not needing to be as a mom, you are constantly needed. Mm-hmm. What's for dinner? Where's the toilet paper? You name it. You're always needed. You're the answer to everything. When all my kids were in school, it was almost culture shock at all the empty time I had in a day mm-hmm. and could finally focus on myself, which I didn't know that I was missing, just to be very clear. It's not like I was missing something, mm-hmm. but I started working out and just prioritizing myself. And at that point, I started to get in shape, but my boobs were not changing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The problems were still there. How did you start looking for someone to help you for surgery? So I am, I do have OCD Mm -hmm. and uh, I naturally just, when there's something I'm not familiar with, I want to know absolutely every fucking thing there is to possibly know about that mm-hmm. uh, I found a doctor in Southern California that I swore I was gonna fly down and go to this doctor and do all these things and whatever and in my research of that chickened out to be honest and why because I didn't feel like it should be that much work Mm, to fly down there and do it all. Then. Yeah, that mm. sounded real extra. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a bit much, you know, mm-hmm. which I'm glad I had that realization. How did you find that doctor in Southern California? <sighs> okay. First, a friend of mine who lives in Vegas mm-hmm. told me about him. Okay. And then I started following him on Instagram. Okay. And... His like catchphrase is the 24 hour augmentation. Sure. Yes. So, you know, the guy, Uh, a lot of people use that. And I I know what they're referring to when they say that. And then I too researched it and was like, that's not, that's not what I want. That's not it. Uh, And I stumbled across your marketing and ads and your Instagram page. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, you've liked this procedure, and I saw one of your one of your links to your Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Then I added you on Snapchat, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it got real, real quick. How, what do you mean? If anyone doesn't follow his Snapchat, you should, because it's awesome. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I don't have a sensitive stomach. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I can see everything and i was glued to my phone for countless hours oh that's awesome so it was awesome i think i don't know if you remember when we went in for my surgery i was like you're gonna snap this right yeah and you did yeah and i watched it like eight times that's awesome that's how we should we'll pull it and link it that's great um so watching so on snapchat i stream surgeries live for the patients that give us permission obviously and a lot of doctors tell me I'm crazy because no one really does that. A lot of people will stream here and there, but mm-hmm. not the whole thing. Well, um, why did you like that? Because I'm a control freak. So you felt it gave you control because you knew what was going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. And that gave you a level of ease. Yeah. Also, 
prior to this surgery, I had never, I'd never had a surgery. I've never stayed in a hospital. So for that first surgery to be elective was a big deal also. Aside from watching this surgery and getting an idea of what was going on, what else did you like about it? The transparency was key. Mm. 100%. I mean. That's what everyone tells me. It was the number one thing. They love being open and there's no, basically there's no secret. It's right there. You can see it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that gave you a level of comfort? 100%. Absolutely. Why is transparency important? In a situation like this, like why did it matter? Because so much of the medical profession in general is a behind the curtain sort of vibe. Like you don't get to know what's happening back here, mm. and you completely remove the curtain. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't you? There's think- no curtain. <laughs> That's true. Well, I think we you know with the um, pandemic, it's become even more. Now, you know, and I, and I understand and respect the restrictions, but some of my friends they deliver babies; they have to do it solo. You know, it's um, it's even become more like that for a necessity. But what do you think about that? I think that the way of the world, we're almost doing a complete one eighty here. I know. Everyone wanted technology, wanted it fast, instant gratification now. And I think now it's switching backwards. People are craving human interaction and a, a, a place, a place to belong, a place to be. Value and worth are, are two very different things. What's the difference? What? Tell me value and worth like one has a mon like monument monument monumental monumental what is it what is that called again monetary value Mm -hmm. and the other and value is what it means to a person and what's different now compared to pre-virus i think they've switched it used to be about what you had and now it's a little more about who you are mm. and the circle you keep. I see it. It's deeper. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Everyone's changed what they value, who they value. And I think more importantly, how we value it, you know? Yeah. Because you can't really do it the way we used to. I saw this meme on my phone. About I love memes. About, it was during, <laughs> There's a meme for everything. It was during the uh, 1920s, 1900s flu pandemic, and this guy wanted to kiss his fiance, but they had all these restrictions. So he got on these long stilts, climbed on a building, kissed her on her window, and then went back. Yeah, people always find a way. That's cute. Yeah. That's adorable. So uh, you, you found me. You saw my Snapchat. You seem to like that. And then you went to my IG. What other research did you do about local doctors and about me? Uh, Your website is very, whoever built out your website, great job. You clearly took a lot of time for the initial build out. And that is awesome. I like the ease of Mm -hmm. how I could find everything, including contact information. And you replied. Mm -hmm. Oh. 
amount you would be shocked at how few just general responses you get from other anything i know anything and i think all customer service has totally deteriorated because of covid oh my gosh there's no customer service i can't even i agree 100 percent uh you have not dropped the ball on that and from initial interaction to i mean even this morning <laughs> all of it thank you uh and that's awesome and so you found our website and you, mm-hmm. did you look at any other local doctors or just me? I did. I did look at uh, two other local doctors. One was in Bellevue and I think the other was in Seattle. And I, lo- honestly, I liked your VIP option. So tell us about the VIP option. What is that? So the VIP option was, uh, the reason it stood out to me was, it was a one-on-one consultation, which I'm sure you do for everyone. It mm-hmm. was one-on-one consultation. My husband's schedule is a little wonky. And so I figured we had more of a way to work with his schedule in going this route, which ended up being true. And I'm super thankful for because I wanted my husband to be a part of that as well. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have a normal schedule. So mm-hmm. that flexibility was amazing. And the fact that scheduling that consultation wouldn't push me back on scheduling my surgery Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that that decrease in the gap between consultation to surgery was the key for me yeah so the, the vip program as you know it's a select program for certain people where we see them in the evening the whole office is closed we don't have any other patients in the office at all so a lot of people like yourself, a lot of celebs, people who are known, who don't want anyone to know will come. And then you get special snacks. Um, yeah. And then um, and then you can come and we guarantee you a surgery day within six weeks of that consult. Um, and then all of your, and you get a private concierge who is one-on-one with you for the whole journey. And um, we're attentive to all of our patients and the VIP patients because they end up going through that expense, they get a private one-on-one person, the whole experience. Did you think it was worth it? Yes. Yep. Yep. Do you Absolutely. Mind, do you mind saying how much the VIP consult was? Uh, it was a grand. Yeah. 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 So something like that. Yeah. So, and, and you would do it again if you had to do it. Absolutely. The difference is I knew that I wanted to have the surgery. If you were on the fence about having the surgery at all, then I could see some hesitation. But if you already know and you're just working out the details, by all means, go for it. Yep. yep. So so the difference between the other doctors and us was we had this VIP program. Did anything else stand out? Absolutely. So because I had two very different boobs, uh, I, I didn't, I looked for people that worked on, not necessarily like botched, because I didn't feel like I was botched. Mm-hmm. I just, I had two different issues and I wanted both to be resolved. And so the biggest reason that you stood out to me is because you did so much trans work mm-hmm. that I felt like that's damn near art. That's really hard. And you're right. You're taking something from nothing or vice versa and it looks flawless. Uh that that was the biggest thing that stood out is I felt like you were an artist 
and I needed some corrections to my canvas. <laughs> you know, surgery is, is such a science and an art. Because well, when you do art, you create something and you're done. The challenge with surgery is you have to understand how it's going to heal. And how it's going to heal isn't necessarily how you finish on the table. You have to have predictions, assessments, and analysis on it. If I make this move, if I make this cut, if I release the pocket over here, if I put the implant in this direction, how is it going to ultimately hand, pan out? The art is having a vision for what form you want to create. And we'll talk, and yours was especially challenging. I'll talk about that. But then the science part of it is you have to know enough of the medicine and the surgery technically to execute those moves and plan it in a way that it ends up where you want to be. Yeah. And with transgender surgery, it's even harder. So when I have a, someone who's assigned female at birth, that person has a fold on their breast to work with. They usually have some cleavage. They usually have some side breast. They have a wider areola and nipple, and they have skin that's usually looser so you can fit an implant in. But when you start with a gender-affirming surgery or doing surgery on somebody who's assigned male at birth, Jennifer, they don't have a fold. They don't have cleavage. They are very tight tissue. They have no side breast, and their areola and nipple is very small. And harder than that, a woman who's assigned female at birth, her nipple is more in the middle of her chest. Whereas someone is assigned male at birth, the nipple is more to the side. So adjusting an implant around that is quite a bit of effort. And I can tell you this, every gender affirming or transgender surgery I do makes me a better surgery for the non and vice versa. It really complements each other because if you can create shape and form when you have nothing to start with literally, and then when you go and do a case where a woman has some of these things, uh, it's much less challenging, and much more predictable. So they feed off each other. But doing the straightforward, more quote-unquote straightforward female cases helps you understand what is the anatomy that's desired, what's favorable, and what am I trying to create? Yeah. Because to create something new, you have to know where you're going. You're not just throwing an implant in there. You have to create a feminine physique, right? Yeah. So you came for your consultation on our VIP program with your husband, who was such a sweet guy. And we looked at your anatomy, and you had some ptosis or sagging. And I know you weren't necessarily expecting that. So when I did my measurements, things were a little bit on the lower side. And we were debating whether or not we should do a breast lift, right? Well, we were not debating. We were discussing. I was, uh, I was committed. So all of the, my research got me into your office, yeah. Mm -hmm. That conversation, that initial consultation with you, sealed the deal and not in the way that I anticipated because I basically left that appointment with not getting my way because mm -hmm. you told me no for good reason, well, I, I, which for the record, I am very thankful for. Uh, so, so what did I say no to? I wanted huge boobs. Just fill them up. Yeah. I've nursed three kids. Take the big one. Get the other one to match and just fill them up. Go for it. And and I remember, this was so funny. I think I even described it that way. Yes, yes. And the one thing you said, no one's ever told me this. And we were like, Jennifer, what's your goal? Like, I want to motorboat my husband. <laughs> and our staff still, <laughs> everybody at the office loves you and remembers you for that comment. Whoop, whoop. Not what I wanted. <laughs> So, so you wanted very large implants. 
And my concern with that was because you had some sag. So I don't mind doing large implants. I have nothing wrong. That's what I mainly do. The challenge I had in your situation was you your fold was high and it was tight and your breasts were a little bit on the low side. So if I would have put big implants. Damn these kids. My, my concern was, <laughs> sure, I could throw the implants in there. That's not a problem. Your look would have been bad because you would have had a double bubble or double crease and you would have ended up regretting it. Yeah. Now, if you didn't have ptosis or sagging and your fold was more flexible, absolutely. I could go five, six, seven hundred, eight hundred, whatever you want. I do that all the time. But in your particular situation, we have to adjust the surgery to your anatomy. So we said, okay, Jennifer, I think a big implant's not going to work well for these reasons in your particular case. And then we said, if you want a really big implant, then we'll have to do a lift with an implant at the same time because I'll need to move the whole anatomy. So why? Because if I put a really big implant in a woman whose fold is high and her breast is low, she ends up with two creases. Basically two breasts on each side, one with a nipple on top and one without, right? Nobody wants that. I, I felt like one on each side would be enough. Yes, yeah. yes. And, and so, and then we talked about doing a lift, which many people are, are okay with, but it's a cut around the areola, down on the side. You have more scarring, more recovery, twice as long of a surgery. And then I gave you another option. I said, well, Jennifer. Which was your way. You were like, or you could do my way. Uh, my recommendation, I think, is the words you said. And that's correct. Yes. I use, you have to use very qualified words, right? So the other option would be this. We can do an aug lift, big implants, and get it done. But based on your age, your wants, your desires, I felt it might not be the best option based on what you're looking for. So we said, Jennifer, what about this? Let's look at the gummy bear implants. It won't be perfect, but I think it will meet your goals. Where We'll do a nice full-size implant. We'll go through the fold under the muscle and we'll use different size implants to help create some more symmetry. It won't be perfect, but it'll give us more of a match um, so you're more comfortable with it. How did you feel about that initially? Initially, I wasn't convinced. I mean, I committed that night and we booked it and we left. And I would say it took me about three days before I was emotionally committed. What was your hesitation? That they weren't going to be big enough. And I shared with you that was a risk. Yeah. Ask me how I feel now. <laughs> Ask me. How do you feel now? I love them. <laughs> They're so good. Oh, my gosh. Literally, literally. So often I can't even tell you. I get into bed and I'm like, oh, I'm so happy I have these boobs. They're so cozy. Boobs are so cozy. Yeah. I did not I did not know that. Yes. I did not know that boobs were cozy. Neither did I tell just Oh now. my God. They're so cozy. That's good. It's cozy up to them. <laughs> and they're the perfect size. I can uh, still wear a top. Mm -hmm. Any bigger, and I would not be able, like even some tops I squeeze into and I'm like, oh, I look like a porn star. These are a little big. But most tops I can still wear. Had I gone any bigger. Yeah. And and uh, and that was the other thing. You're a very strong personality. What? Very lively. I've never heard that before. Yes, yes. Very vibrant and very determined. And when a doctor gets a patient like you, the, the I think the naive doc who isn't experienced will sometimes let that patient walk over them and let, and let the patient run wild with what they want. Mm. 
And I think in your situation, that would have been a very dangerous situation because you would have, although I respect your autonomy, I know what you want. The hard part is, is it's the doctor's job to understand what operation is going to meet the patient's goal. Yeah. Not just do they implant the patient wants, right? And so that was our discussion. So different size gummies through the fold, under the muscle. You didn't like it that much. We were concerned the size wouldn't make you happy. But we also said, well, if you don't like it, we can always do a lift or something down the road and put bigger implants. So we had a plan B, right? Yep, that's that, true. And that's always, that's really important in surgery. Because had we committed to an AUG lift right away, which I do a ton of, I did three last week, we would not have had any other options. We're committed to that. That's all we have. And we got to live with it. But based on my reading of your personality, your wants, your desires, I decided, Jennifer, my recommendation is let's start with this. Let's see how it goes. I feel it's going to work and you're going to love it. If, if we're not right, we can always do the other road. And the main reason I did that is based on your goals, what you wanted in your anatomy, I felt based on doing thousands of these, I believe, I could get you what you wanted with less risk, less cost, less operation versus doing exactly what you wanted. But I felt what you wanted wouldn't have got you to your goal. Right? I agree. So so we did the operation. You committed emotionally three days. How was the lead up to the surgery? Awesome. Surprisingly. You were getting excited? Yeah. Oh, I was so excited. Did you tell people? No. Family, friends, nobody? I mean, I told my mom. What did she say? Um, she, I mean, she was happy. My mom has implants too. She has my whole life. So. Mm -hmm. How was your husband feeling about all of this? Good. He was good. Was he supportive or did he give you some pushback? Don't do it. No, he's not. His only pushback, um, his only pushback, I don't even think that we actually talked about. Uh, so I hate the size of my nipples, mm -hmm. not areola, but like actual nipple. I hate them. And I wanted to ask you about like, just chop those bad boys off. And like, can I get some new ones? Some mm -hmm. like, some like cute little tiny ones. And he was super anti that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and ultimately we had a deeper conversation about it before I met with you mm -hmm. or we met with you. Yeah. So you didn't know about that. That was the only hesitation I got from him. As far as actual augmentation goes no he's he's a fan i had talked about this before our last baby mm -hmm. so it wasn't an overnight development it had been something talked about for years and he's always been supportive of you know, whatever i want to do my body my choice yeah, yeah yeah that's cool and overall how was he during the recovery a little angel he was i was nervous about that Mm -hmm. the the recovery is i would say number one the thing i was nervous about you were worried about the pain no not the pain i i don't i don't sit down and be quiet very well mm. surprise i know shocking uh so being required to sit down and be quiet was a little stressful mm -hmm. yeah so i am glad that we didn't go home we stayed at the hotel mm -hmm. and I think for two or even three nights just to be, you know, really comfortable. And I'm, I'm glad we did that. Yeah. I highly recommend that mm -hmm. for anyone that has any kind of real life at home, including mm -hmm. a fish, you know, from a, <laughs> from a fish to children, check out.
Yeah. So leading up to surgery day, did you stay in the hotel the night before or did you stay at home? Uh, we, we stayed at home the night before. Then you came in the morning for uh -huh. your case. Were you nervous at all in the morning? Um, slightly. And then we did our markings. We measured everything. Yep. We confirmed the size. Yep. And then we took you back and we snapped the case. Did I was really, really concerned that you guys were going to confuse them. I know. you. I had a dream the night before. You told me that. I wrote the sizes on your breast so you would feel better I, about it. Yeah. I That would be the only part. Like, I was freaking out about that. I had a dream that you guys confused the boobs. And I already had a bad one and a good one. And I didn't want a really good one and a really bad one. So when I, when I was marking her for surgery, Jennifer tells me, Doc, I had a dream you put the you put the wrong size in the right, wrong breast because we were doing different size gummy bear implants. Mm -hmm. And you hear these crazy stories of the of in other places people take out the wrong kidney and this that and the other thing. So basically, to help her relax, obviously, thank God I've never done that, never planned to. We quadruple check, we have four checks before we do an implant. But we also took a perm, uh, surgical marker and I wrote the sizes on each breast, so Jennifer felt good about it. Yeah. Right. Um, and then we went back. Uh, anesthesia happened, surgery happened. How was it? Do you remember right after or no? Even the, even the staff in the operating room before you came in, mm -hmm. they were like, okay, are you feeling good? Relax. Like made sure I was comfortable. And I was like, do not mix them up. And he's like, I'm not, we're not. I promise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Multiple Every people. Everybody knew that. Dude, that's so funny. <laughs> I was really nervous about that. I don't remember waking up. And then you sorry had, about that. No, that's that's that for a lot of people. We give medicine that actually um, that's a relaxing medicine. It's called Versed or Midazolam. And actually, what it does is it gives people yeah, a side effect or effect, whatever you want to say, amnesia. It mm. makes you relax, but you won't remember stuff after getting it. Usually, yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I remember being in the hotel, waking up. I'm. I've been told I was awake before that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, were you having pain that same day? No. What about the next couple of days? Nope. And during my surgery, so one of the things I do that a lot of doctors don't do is I use a lot of tumescent anesthesia. So what that is, is we take fluid saline, we mix it with lidocaine, mix it with epinephrine and some antibiotics, and I inject that into the area before I make my cuts. And by doing it that way, people oftentimes will have less pain. So they've done studies on this. People... Because some doctors are like, well, the patient's asleep. Why should I still put local? So the funny thing is, if even though you're asleep, if you put local and numb the area before making the cut, you have less pain after. Interesting. So I, so I, I believe in that it takes a little bit more time, but for someone to have a better result, it works. So we did that. We did your surgery. You went home. You came for the post-op. Things went well. Yep. But we had a little hiccup. Remember the hiccup? Weeks later. Yes. Yeah, so, so, Weeks later. So you came. I thought I was your poster child. You, you still are. But sometimes people have hiccups when, especially strong people who do what they want. So, right? That's okay. So, so, um, so, so we did the operation. It went well. And then Jennifer calls us. I think it was two weeks after. Um, and saying, Doc, I'm having a little drain. I think it, it was longer than that. Maybe three. Maybe three weeks. So it was within a month. I think it was right at the, it's got to be right at the four week mark because you had cleared me to ease back into things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I remember you said you go 50% yes. and then stair step up. Yes. And day two of my 50%, I went to a yoga class. 
Mm-hmm. It was hot yoga, right? If I remember, no regular. Yeah. And then, so you did yoga, and then you noticed some drainage from your incision on one side. It was the right side, I believe. Um, a, a day after, correct? I I busted a hole in my boob. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it what it is. Yes. Busted and, a hole in my boob. So she, a suture was damaged, and Jennifer had some drainage. And then you waited one to two days to call us, correct? Yeah. In hindsight, that was poor choices. That's my bad. Okay. That's my bad. And you yelled at me about that, too. You were like, you should have called me right away. I'm like, oh, holes in your boob aren't normal. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Whoops. Um, Yeah, I would say I redirected you. Yeah. To the seriousness of the situation. To anyone else, if you get a hole in your boob, (laughs) call right away. So the hole was in the incision and Jennifer had some drainage. What likely happened was during her yoga stretches, she popped this uh, area that was still healing. Why? So Some of that good. Yeah. So during, uh, it, when your wound is healing, it takes about six weeks to get up to 75% of the original wound strength. So of your normal skin. So sometimes during certain maneuvers or mo- movements, you can do that. So you popped a little hole, drainage for a couple of days. We got, you, you called, I think I, I called you back within a couple hours of getting your email within an hour, something like that. You didn't call us, you emailed us. That's right. Yes. And then yeah. they said, and, you know, and obviously you know, when we get something like that, it's red alert. So uh, the team contacted me right away. I was in clinic. So I, then I, I got you on the phone within me seeing the email within 15 or 20 minutes. And we started you on some extra antibiotics to mm-hmm. help the healing. Yeah. You didn't have an infection. You had a little small open area or hole in the boob, as you say. And then uh, we got. It didn't feel small. It, it, was, a, it was a big deal. And a smooth area with a hole in it. It did feel large to me. Absolutely. It was a big deal. That's why I re- nicely redirected you on that situation. And then we, uh, we saw you within a day. We got you on antibiotics immediately. And it, it slowly healed. Mm-hmm. Right? No problem. No nope. concern. She didn't have any. She didn't have it. Thank God so far. She's not going to. But we had no capsular contracture, no infection. Implants were perfect. We got her on antibiotics. We had her decrease her activity. And then Jennifer healed perfectly. And no issues at all so far. Yep. Um, do you are you happy you had it done overall? Yeah, I feel like we're skipping over something oh, super sure. cool and Hotels. important that yeah. happened though. So because my boobs were so different and I wanted them so big, one of the ways or things you shared with me that I wasn't aware of was that the folds in my breasts were so different, where mm-hmm. their crease was so different. Yes. The magic on my body now, which is the only reason that I really do hope you post the pictures, is because you moved my crease from, I don't even, the bad boob, the good, it doesn't matter. But you literally, that's faux. Like you Mm -hmm. made that whatever you. That's good. No, Wherever you wanted it to be. That's a good point. So what we did was, so Jennifer had different size breasts, mainly due to breastfeeding. And tissue volume. One of the thing, reasons she had that is because the inframammary fold, or the fold below the breast, were at different levels. See, I knew you were going to explain it better than me. Uh, so how do you make that better? So a lot of doctors will say you can't make it better. You got to live with it. But my plan to make that better was to use different size gummy bear implants. I put a smaller implant in the breast that had more tissue. 
and the breast that had less tissue, I put a bigger implant. Now, the breast with the less tissue also had a higher inframammary fold. So it's not easy to do, but I move that fold more than the other breast and bring them at the same level. And that's tricky because if you don't do it right, what happens is your nipples will become cross-eyed. Yeah, I don't think you know, know that. No, I did not know that. Yes. So if that if that maneuver isn't executed perfectly, one nipple can point to the sky and one can point to the floor like Snoopy and it's a disaster. That didn't happen. Yes. Um, so that was the that was a challenging move, but it's a hard move because to do that, you have to understand the pre-nipple position, how the implants are going to change the nipples, because putting the implants in changes the nipples, and how changing the fold is going to change where the implant's going to sit. So there's like a million variables that you got to adjust. So we were able to do that very successfully in your case. Now, one of the reasons I preferred the gummy bear-shaped implants is because it gives me more control on how I move the fold. Whereas the round implants, in my opinion, I have less control on how exactly the fold is going to settle. Because the gummies sit where I put them, I know where things are going to end up. So there's a lot of nuance to that. Wow. Yeah. So a few things there, but I tell you a lot, but some, some things I, I, you know, you come to me because you expect a level of expertise, you expect a level of dedication and you expect a level of performance, right? That's why people come to me from all over the country. And so, um, those are all those things I think about. Sometimes when I see a consult, I'll go through my recommendations. I, I think sometimes people will think, oh, he's just recommending in five minutes, right? No, no, no. Before I make a recommendation, I've thought about a million things on how it's going to impact you, what you want, and how it's going to heal. And then I make my recommendation. Now, I do that quickly sometimes because I've done it so many times. Right. right? You don't want me sitting there taking notes, writing things down, and then mm, what should I Hemming do? Hemming and hawing yes, about it. Yeah. There's no Once you know, you know, you go with it. Yeah. But if you don't know, then it's a different story. So all of these things we've discussed are the ultimate reasons that I, I did go with you and why I'm so thankful for that. You're, you are an artist. Thank you. It's very sweet of you. And moving that crease was a pretty big deal in my mind. And it's made a huge difference after the fact. Yeah. I'm very happy with all the things, all the changes. Is your relationship with your husband different now? I mean, I mean, there's, there's a lot more motorboating. Okay. There's more different activities. If that's what you mean. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Lots uh, of motorboating. Yes. Um, has it changed how you dress? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wear crop tops now. That's a thing. Crop tops are everywhere. Whenever you go shopping, everyone's selling cro- crop tops. It's yeah. Like and right don't now. be a hater about that because I freaking love a crop top. What Everyone about, should love a crop top. We have people who come for interviews and crop crop tops. They don't make it past the lobby. What? Yes. Yes. Why? Job, I don't, job applicants. You, they, you oh, well, I wouldn't wear a crop top. To, I don't wear a crop top to a listing appointment. Or we have people who wear them to no. job interviews. No. Okay. No. Okay, Jennifer. I like overalls too, but I'm not going to wear <laughs> overalls to like, what? No, stop it. That's Jennifer's public service announcement. Don't wear a crop top to a job interview. No, do not. And don't offer me gum either. I had that's my worst interview experience. I called someone in for an interview and they were like, Did you want some gum? Oh my God. No, and neither should you. Next week's uh, clinic talk, we had an applicant try to jump the one of our executives who refused the interview. Literally. Uh, I'm going to save that one. What do you? 
like yes. fight them? Yes. I was like, does that mean something different now than what no. I thought? It meant? No, no, it was, it was, it's a, anyway. So um, I love the clinic talks. How do you feel about your body image now? I love it. It's great. Here's the thing though. It had like, I didn't have body image issues before. Mm -hmm. What it's done now is create a whole nother sense of pride and mm -hmm. dare I say ownership because it is ownership technically like it is an aftermarket purchase. I mean, I've, I've never, I've just been an active person. I quote it because I'm like, not really, but whatever. Now I want to work out and see a difference in my body. Those efforts are more valued and appreciated. What's so different now, Jennifer, about plastic surgery today in the Instagram, Snapchat era than I would say 20 years ago? 20 years ago, when people had surgery, they wanted to fix. Fix, fix, and fix. Now, people want to enhance. Whether yeah. it's filler, whether it's Botox or implants. The goal, it's not that I feel there's something wrong with me, but I feel I can be better, do better, look better. And that's why people are having it. And I think some of the Oh, uh, previous generation of providers don't understand that. Like, for example, you go to some docs, they'll do very small implants. They won't listen to the patient. They'll just do what they want. They won't even do sizing like we, you know, we do. And that's it, one and done. But that that's not the goal anymore. No. And all, so since having these, like I said, now I work out, I... I take much better care of myself now than I did before. And I mm -hmm. wasn't, I mean, yeah, I didn't, I wanted them to be corrected, but I wasn't losing sleep at night. It wasn't that bad. It was just, it was a luxury that I didn't feel like I had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In hindsight, I didn't know what I was missing. Going from A cups to double Ds, almost triple Ds. I really like these things. That's these wonderful. are awesome. Like if the only thing I would do different is I would have done this a long time ago. I think I still would have waited until after kids. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Kids. Yes. But I, I wouldn't have waited so long. I'm so happy with them. And I'm happy with the lifestyle I've created with them. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today, Jennifer. Your story is truly amazing. And you have one of the most fun, amazing. and really, really beautiful personalities I've ever met. I've learned a lot. I know your ordeal will teach our listeners how and what to expect as they start their own journeys in cosmetic plastic surgery. I appreciate your time. I'm honored to have you as my good patient, and I would even say friend. Aw, thanks. Thank VIP. You. Yes, yes. Thanks for listening to the Plastic Surgeon Podcast, and please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts to hear more great content. Tune in next week for Clinic Talk. For my live surgeries on Snapchat and my adventures throughout the week, catch us on all social media at Real Doctor Seattle. Bye. See you next time. Bam.